we are up to Pitalad Amun Aleph. And the last thing we learned was about that uh, Haman offered 10,000 shkolim to Achashvedish. And the Gemara says that the Rafua came before the Makkah by us giving the Machtes HaShekel. And Teshas explains, which I didn't tell you last time, but Teshas explains that he offered 10,000 kicker kesev, a kicker is 30 shkolim. So 10,000 times 30, 300,000. And each yid gave a Machtes HaShekel, which is equivalent then of 600,000, which is um, exactly the same amount as Haman was offering. But Achashvedish wasn't interested. And the Gemara says that they're both equally bad. One of them had a mound. I'll give, I'll give an example. There were two farmers. One of them had a mound in his property. He wanted to get rid of. One of them had a, a, a pit in his property. He wanted to get. He wanted to fill it. And so they both met, and they both said, "You know what? You know, I won't charge you any money. Just take my mound, and fill your ditch." Now, what exactly that means is l'chayla pidrush. This is pure drush. Is that? Both of them were anti-Semites, but there are two kinds of anti-Semites in the world. There are those who, uh, sometimes you pick up these books and you read it and you see how the Eden own the banks, they own, uh, you know, they own the entertainment industry and they own the industrial countries and all that. And you read it, you get so much nachas. Wow, the Eden is so powerful. That's how we read it. But when these anti-Semites read it, the Eden is so powerful, they run our lives, they rule our lives. Uh, they, it makes them angrier and angrier. And there are others who are anti-Semitic because they think the Eden are worthless, and they have to be trodden on. And that's what the Gemara says. Haman and are both anti-Semites. Achishvedah saw the Eden as a mound. He saw the Eden that they're all powerful and they're a competition to him, and therefore he hated them. And Haman saw the Eden as a hole in the ground, that they're worthless, and therefore he wanted to stamp them out. So therefore they, they both were anti-Semites, but they were very different anti-Semites. Who's worse? Who knows? So the Gemara continues, we are up to about eight lines at the top of the page. The king removed his ring and he gave it to Haman. The effect of that ring being taken off Achashvedish's hand and placed on Haman's hand is more than more than the 48 Nevi'im who continuously admonished the Bnei Yisrael to do tshuva to no avail. And the Sheva Nevi is a 48 male Nevi'im and seven prophetess. The prophecy on behalf of the Eden, none of them were effective in making us do tshuva. Just by removing the ring from Achashvedesh, his finger to the Haman, caused them all to do tshuva. Tell them what we learned. Now that we mentioned about the prophets, we are going to digress. Arboim, Ushmoina, Nevi'im, there were 48 prophets, Vesheva, Nevi'is, and seven prophetess, Nisnabu, Lehem, Yisro. Prophecy, on behalf of the Eden, Leipachasu, Veloi, Hesiru. They didn't diminish at all what the angel told them, nor did they add anything. Amashe, Kosa, Betayla, Chutz, and Mikra, the only thing that was added on was Mikra, Megillah. My daughters, what right did they have to add on Mikra, Megillah? Okay, Esther, you know, completed with them, but what right did they have to add it on? When we were slaves in Mitzrayim, and then we were liberated. We sing songs. Haman threatened to annihilate all the Eden. Surely, surely the same thing. So that's why um, Purim, Megillah made sense. So, Kondirchsam Seifer, then Purim is actually Mahatayra, because it's a Kavachaymer. According to the Bahag, Hanukkah is Mahatayra as well, using the same Kavachaymer. Yehochi asked the mother, so how long we don't say how long Purim? 
If you say it on Pesach, surely we should say on Purim. So we give three answers. Answer number one. We don't say how on a miracle that took place in Chutzlaretz. Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim says the Gemara, so how come Yitzhiyaz Mitzrayim? The Neshev Chutzlaretz, it took place in Egypt. How can you sing a song? Says the Gemara, that's different. Why? Because that was pre the, the days that the Eden entered Eretz In the time we learned, actually, prior to them arriving with the advent of the Eden Eretz Yisrael, and anywhere where they lived, you sing songs. We should nichnis Yisrael lotus. Once they enter at Yisrael, lo huchshru kolarotz lemeshira. That's it. No longer do you say shira in any other country. That is the view of uh, what do you call it? Um, of, the, of the Gemara, the first opinion of the Gemara. That today in Chutzlaretz you don't say how. Rab Nachman says kriyosa zuhalula. Rab Nachman says the reading of Megillah is. Just is tantamount to saying how. In fact, the poskim will paskin based on this, and so, so it seems from media as well that if you don't have a Megillah accent in the Megillah, you should say how because the Megillah is a substitute for how. There's no Megillah, say how. Rover says a third answer. over there, but when you say how by Mitzrayim, you're going to say how of the Hashem. I brought praise are the servants of Hashem, but they are no longer slaves of Pari. By Purim, how can we rightfully say Halul? Halul Avde Hashem, but aren't we still Aren't we also servants of Achashvedish? Akati Avde Achashvedish Anan, we are still servants of Achashvedish, so therefore Halul will be inappropriate. Comes out from Rava's answer that the reason we don't say Halal because Akat was still in Golis, we're still, we're still slaves of Achashvedish, and it comes out according to. Um, the Nachman's answer that the reading Megillah is tantamount to saying Hal comes out. They both disagree with the first answer that a Chutzlar is you don't say Hal. They think that in Chutzlar you would say Hal, but the reason why you don't say in these two situations in, in, in Purim, we gave two reasons either because we do Megillah or because it wasn't a full exodus. So, being a little bit in a Nachmikasha, but Tanya didn't we learn what about the Bryce? We learned clearly Mishra Nichols once they entered the throne, the Hukshukalarotzalimish, you can no longer say Shira. So what answers they hold that Kivan Shigalu, once they went back to exile, Khazru Lehshaid and Hadishan. They go went right back to their previous state that they can say how. Says the Gemara, so there are 48 Navim in Tom. Says the Gemara Basulekah, there are no more, but Ksibit says, What about Elkana, Khana's husband? It says in the Pasik that there was a person from Ramasim, Saifin. He was a view, a seer, a navi. We had before in that in that Gimlon base. That man spach tzayfim amrim, echad ben masayim tzayfim, and we dash in ramosim is like the word masayim two hundred. He was one of two hundred neviim shenis nabulem yisrael that prophesied to the Eden. Says the Gemara, me have a two have a. There were many, many more neviim as well. Okay, the time we learned how neviim nabulem yisrael keep flying as In fact, they were double the number of the Eden that left Mitzrayim was one point two million. Those the and that affects us today were recorded. There were many more than 48, but 48 Nevi'im had something to say that's effective today, and all the other Nevi'im was something that was only limited to that time, and therefore they're not recorded. They're not recorded at all. So Rashi then goes through here, this long Rashi. So who were these 48 Nevi'im? According to Rashi, Rashi counts from Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, which many of the shame disagree with Rashi, that they shouldn't be counted, but he counts Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, we know that, Yeshua, Pinchas, 
and then he brings Sukim and uh, the Pinchas, you know, then Eili, and then he includes Elkanah, even though the Gemara says that we don't include Elkanah. So it's a bit puzzling where Rashi includes Elkanah. The Gemara says Elkanah is not included because it's not effective today. So um, I'm not sure why Rashi does include it. Eili, Shmuel, and then goes through a whole list over here. And, you know, Avadya, Achia Shalini, and um, and it goes down all the way down to uh, to Hoshea and Amos and, and uh, Micha and Yeshaya, Yeshaya, um, uh, which we know Yeshaya, and uh, and Yena ben Amitai he puts in that in that era, and he goes and so on and so forth. And the last ones were Yimiyo in his time Baruch ben Neriah, which we'll soon talk about. And um, and Rashi includes Daniel in the Cheshvan, and then he says he doesn't like Daniel. Take out Daniel and put in Shmaya. Now Rashi and Avgimel and Alf told us that Daniel was a Navi, but the expression of Rashi there is that even though you know that Rashi says here that even though Gabriel, um, sorry, Daniel was a Navi, but the Lashon of Rashi is that. Um, sorry, one second. Uh, can find a second. Um, Rashi says that the Neil was not sent to the Eden with any Nebu. In other words, he might have been a Navi, but he had nothing to, to affect future generations, or maybe not even his generation. So Rashi therefore takes out the Neil and puts someone else in. Doesn't mean he wasn't a Navi, but he wasn't from these Nebuim, from the 48 Nebuim. Okay, Gemara continues. What exactly would the Ramasi mean? Not the word 200, that there were 200 Nevi'im, but rather, he came from a place, a mountain that faced another mountain that we're looking to. So Ramasi means two Ramas, two hills. That he actually is descended from great people. So Ramasi is referring to his ancestry, who are these great people? He's actually descended from Kailach. What do you mean by Didn't they all die? It says, the children of Kailach actually did not die. Tana, we learned. What do you mean it didn't die? It said they were all swallowed up in the ground. So the Gemara says, um, it says in the Chumash, what do you mean it didn't die? There was a certain place made because they did tshuva. Sometime towards the end, they did tshuva. So therefore, there was a place set up for them in Gehenim. But Amdu Allah and Amdu Allah. Then and they stood over there. So therefore, they were spared. Says the Gemara, seven Nevi'is, but there were seven women that were Nevi'is. Who were the seven women that were Nevi'is? Starting off with Sarah. Sarah was a Navi. Avram was told. I was going to see how it all. Whatever Sarah tells her, listen. Miriam was a Nevi'a. Better calls her Miriam Nevi'a. The Vera we know is a Navi. Chana, Elkanah's wife. And will bring a proof that each one was a Navi. Avigail, the one who eventually ended up marrying Dovna Melech. Chulda, Chulda, which we'll read about later, which we'll later in the times of Yoyosh, and Esther. Sarah, how do you know Sarah was a Navi? Just see what it says. Avi Milkova Yoshcha. is referred to, so we're referring to here to Sarah. And and we call her Avi Yiska, we, I'm sorry, Yiska. And we call her, um, and Sarah is called Yiska. Why is Sarah called Yiska? The reason why she's called Yiska is that uh, that she was able to see with Ruach HaKadosh. Where do you see that? You know, it says, Whatever she says, listen to her. 
She knows what she's saying. Another pshat that we're digressing. Yiska, people look at her. That you know why it's called Yiska? Because everyone saw was was looking at her beauty. Miriam, the chesivah says, "But take a It says clearly the pasuk that Miriam Navia. So you ask a question. It says in the pasuk, the sister of Aaron. What she wasn't the sister of Moshe. She said Nevius when only Adam was alive, Moshe wasn't born yet, as we'll soon see. But I met us, what did she say? I see the image of Taylor Ben. She, she, is she said, one day you told the father and mother who separated, one day you will have a, I'll have a brother who will rescue the Eden. When the house, when Moshe was born, the house, the entire house was filled with light. father came over and kissed her on the forehead. You're right, your prophecy was fulfilled. But then when he had to toss Moshe Rabbeinu into the Nile, the father went along and gave her a patch on her forehead. Where's your Nevis? That she, Miriam, stood from a distance. She wanted to know, what does she want to know? What's going to happen to her Nevis? How do you know that she was Nevis? The Sivit says, but the Vaida. Now we know she was the wife of Baruch and Nadia. So what do you mean she's the wife of Lapidus? That he used to make wicks for the base of Migdash. There's no base of Migdash then, so it means Mishkan Shiloh. She said under a date palm tree, why Dafka in that tree? Because there are no branches. And I'm an Abshimon and Abisholim Mishum Yichud. The reason is because of Yichud. And why would it be a problem of Yichud? Because people came to her, as Tasha says, for judgment. Now, Tasha's Baba Kama and in other places has a whole discussion that women is not allowed to be a, a dying. How can they go to Devaira? It gives different answers there why you were able to go to Devaira, either because of Pe'adibur or because she just told them the halacha, she didn't actually paskin, and uh, so on and so forth. But it says the Amlushnei Hanashim, only men. But um, the Chida is brought down in. in um, in Sima Zayin, the Chayish Mishpat, in in Pesachot Shuvah, he says over there that brings a chida that a woman can be a rav, and she can pass in halachas. But in Dinim Mamlas, that's an issue. Another pshat, Ma Thomas there. Now this it says in Medrash that we actually have the Gemara Sukkah. A lulav is loy leiv and has a heart. So the Gemara says here, what do you know about a palm tree? What do we know as one heart, a single heart? All trees, the sap is the lifeline of the tree. But the sap generally of a tree also goes into all the branches and, and so on and so forth. And, but in a palm tree, it does not go into any of the branches. It only stays in the, in the trunk. And therefore, it has only one heart. Also, the people then, they were all dedicated to the Abish, that she was able to and, and, and inspire all the Eden that they should be, they should dedicate themselves totally to the my heart is so happy, and that my head and my horn is lifted to Hashem. What do you mean, Roma Kani, my horn? Pachi, say my jug. What do you mean, my horn? Um, because what he meant to say was 
that who were anointed with a horn, they had longevity and forevermore. Shaul, the Yehush, they were only um, they were only anointed with a jug by Shmuel. Their kingdom did not last. Ain't cut, and then we're going to go dwell on some of the other words that Hannah said that she's a Nevia. Ain't cut as Kashem. There's nobody's holy Hashem. Ain't but there's nobody besides you. Amarav, you heard about Menashe Al Tikrib. Do not read it to say Biltucha Elor Levaloischa to outlive. Shleikim Yigbar Bishvadam. Mid was a Maya human. Maisi Yodim Levaloischa. Things that we create can outlive us. Avol Kodesh Baruch Hu Hu Mevalo Maisi Yalebishta. He outlives everything that he produces. The ain't sur kelakenu. There's nobody as strong as Hashem. See, we touch ain't sayer kelakenu. There's no one that can that can draw and be an artist like Hashem. What do you mean? Adam saw sur gav because he draw make a drawing on a wall. Then yochal hachem berun shomer. You can't give any life. Okay, bayim and imayim and and inners and intestines. Our kodesh baruch hu saw sur v'tertura. He makes one form inside another form. Umatl baruach neshava kibayim and imayim and gives it life. It comes alive. Abigail, how do you know Abigail was a Novi? Abigail was the one who's married to Novel that David wanted to kill. What happened was that David, when he, he became a Shmuel Hanavi, anointed David and Melech while Shaul was still alive. And David wanted protection, he wanted food, and Novel refused to give him because he said, You know, Shaul's a king, I can't give you. David wanted to kill Novel because he treated him as a murderer Malchus. And she went and pleaded that her case, her husband's case, that. Um, that David should not kill her husband, because of, as we'll soon see. And she spoke like a Nevi'ah, and therefore she said something that was a prophecy, and therefore we say Abigail was a prophecy. Eventually, when her husband died, David did not kill him. When he died, David Melech married her. So this is the, the story. It says the Gemara, Abigail, it says, she was running a donkey, the Yered is Basaisar She was going down the, 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 the concealed part of the mountain, the Saisar What do you mean the concealed part of the mountain? He said, She said, came down from the concealed part of the mountain. What happened was that she came and she was going to ask him, Mashaila, about the blood that comes from the, the private parts of a person. Not Ladam, she took blood from herself and you went over to David. She was a very clever woman. The had she showed it to David. Amala, he said, to, and she, he, she asked him, Is this Dam Nidr? Is this Torah? Not Torah. So Donald said, At night, How can you go ahead and, and, and judge the colors of blood at night? Amala, she said, You're right. So tell me, how come you judge my husband at night? You're not allowed to judge him by night. If you don't need the first Balaila, can you judge somebody at night? Um, Allah said, he, he, he committed treason because he didn't want to help me. And therefore, I don't have to judge him. I don't have to judge him at all. And therefore, it doesn't matter if I do it at night. Taisha disagrees with that. That's Rashi's trap. Taisha disagrees. He says, of course, you still need to judge but some of the dinim are suspended. But, um, and for example, that uh, they started judging by the dinis when you normally judge you have to wait till the next day before you make a ruling. So it comes to life and death. So the same thing over here. She said you should have waited till the next day. Some of the other rules don't apply, but this rule does apply. Amra Lois, she defended her husband. She said to David, I die in Shoal Kayim. It's not his fault. Shoal's still alive. Nobody's aware that you're the king. So there's an argument whether the, whether she's telling David, even though you are the king, but nobody's aware, so it's not his fault. 
or she's saying you can't have like we have an expression you can only have one king at a time and since Shaul is still the king as long as he's the king you can't be halakhically the king either way and he said your reasoning makes sense and you're blessed for saving me basically you prevented me from going ahead and, and spilling innocent blood Blood is too. Oh, that didn't rule on your damnida, and nor did I go ahead and kill your husband. And um, then says, Ella Melamed, it comes to teach you, Shigilsa Eshoika, that she, if you take it literally, it means that she revealed part of her thigh, and Dovra Mel suddenly had this burning desire for her. Such such came so enthusiastically, traveled uh, with those feelings for three parsa, 12 kilometers. Taisa says, They says you can't take this literally that she was a tzaddikis and that and she did that. And, and what do you mean that she that Dovramel traveled 12 kilometers? So Taisa actually says um, that not, not that to her light, not that she exposed herself deliberately. It meant just that he became very passionate and he had these feelings for her. he said to her, Hashmi Okay, she said to her, um, why don't we get together? Um, she said to him, this should, this should not be a stumbling block for you. I'm a married woman, and therefore this should not be a stumbling block. When he zoys this, as if to say there's a similar incident which will be a stumbling block. There's another incident very similar, married woman. The story of Bathsheba. So therefore, we see that she was a Leviya because she alluded to the story of Bashava. It hasn't happened yet. Umaskona, yeah, says the Gemara, he did stumble with Bashava, even though we learned in Mara Shabbos that Dovramel didn't sin, because they all right to get, but still, it didn't look right. Then she said the famous expression that by them the soul of my master is bounded up with them with them with the living. <clears throat> so uh, what does that mean? Have um, um, uh, as if to say we are both bonded together. Something happened here. I mean, I'm married now, so don't worry about it now. But one day, maybe. When she actually left him, she went further. She said to him, Things go well for you. Please remember your mate. No, she actually said, If one day I'm free, remember me. This is what people say. People say, that even while she is going ahead and she's sewing and she is spinning, um, nevertheless, uh, sorry, while she's talking, is pilcha. While she's talking, she's thinking about the future. So she already took then the advantage of, and, and planted the seeds for the future in case she she's, becomes a single woman again. You can have me other say, Shofil, Ozil, Bar Avza, you see that a, a, a kachka, a goose, um, looks down, yet the eyes are wandering from uh, far away. Uh, um, higher up. In other words, she's thinking about the future. Even while she's talking about the present, she's thinking about the future. Chulda, who was this Chulda, this other Nevi? And the Chiva said, She's 
So these people went Chilke Yom, that's Yom Yom's father, and Achikim and Achber. Um, and, and what happened was, if you remember, that you went and you found, they went into the base of English, they found this Chumash open to Dvarim, to the Teichacha, and he wanted to know, he sure wanted to know whether, you know, it was some kind of admonishment to him or just, uh, you know, a fluke that was open on that page. And um, so she, he went and he sent a message to Chulda. Says the Gemara, it doesn't make sense. Yimio was alive then. He, 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 how can she say Nevi'ah while Yimio was around? Even though we had more than one Navi at a time, but Yimio was like the superior Navi. So she shouldn't have said anything. She said, go to Yimio. Go to Yimio. Chuldu was actually a cousin of Yimia, therefore Yimia didn't mind. He didn't care if she went ahead and did it. Said the beast. How could Yishe even go to her rather than Yimia? Interesting what the Gemara says here. Women have a lot more compassion than men, and if if the Nevius is bad, surely Chuldu would dive into the Eberster to try to mitigate whatever the the tsar the tsaras will be. And therefore, he sent to uh, to Chulda. To Chulda. Simply, Yimmy wasn't around. Why not? Why wasn't he around? Very interesting. Shaholach, he went. We know that Sacherev expelled or evicted the 10 Shvat from Ezzesol. And the Gemara said, we have a big argument if they ever came back or not. The Gemara here follows the opinion that they did come back. And he went to get the ten shvatim. We know the hadar. How do you know that he went to get the ten shvatim? Because it says, to the posse, says that the basement will be destroyed eventually, and the land will no a seller will no longer get his property back. And now we know we learned in Erechin that if the majority of the Jews are not living in Israel, there's no laws of Yehovah. And since the ten shvatim were evicted, already expelled, already there was no Yehovah. So what's he saying? It'll come a time there won't be a Yehovah. So it must be that in, in, the, in, the, in the interim, the ten shvatim came back, so this could have been Yehovah, but he's telling them, but it won't be, because it'll be a chud mesim English. If the Yehovah's already cancelled, what do you mean he's telling them it won't, it won't, it won't happen? Yimmy brought them back. The Yeshio ben Amoin Molochalem, Yeshio, the son of Amoin, ruled over them. The it says, and according to the day in the Gemara that says that they did not come back, it means it didn't all come back, but a sprinkle of every single shavit did come back. By Yemer, he said, Martin Halaz, he says, what exactly is this seeing the sign, the signal here that I see? By Yemer, love Anchir, the people of the city said to him, this is the caver. This is the grave of this person's godly person. And he called out these things. What you did on Mizbech and Beiskel. Jeroboam refused to allow the people to go to Shalayim and he built an alternate there in Beiskel. What in the world does Yeshio have to do with that? I've come to teach you that Yeshio, who is the king of Yehuda, reigned also, also the ten Shvat. So Yimio brought them back. And from here, I bring another passage that shows that they all came back. But it says, Gam Yehuda, also Yehuda, Shos Kotzilach, also Yehuda, that um, in Kotzilach, when there was a harvest, is Shos Lach, he pointed for you, Bishuvish was Ami, when my nation came back. So we see that what? That the, the nation came back, that our service of the Gemachos came back. 
says the Gemara further. Esther the Chsiv, but Esther says, "But he, but Yemeshlishi, he came the third day, but two by Esther Malchus." We're continuing now with the Megillah. Came the third day, and Esther put on donned um, Malchus royalty. When she donned royalty, she should have said, "Lebig the Malchus boy." She should have said, "She donned the clothes of royalty." It was the spirit of Ruch HaKadosh that she does. And it says over there as well, we find when it comes to Ruch um, HaKadosh, it says that, that the Ruach, the Ruch HaKadosh, also filled Amosai. Omar Amnachman, so that's how we know that Esther was in the Sometimes arrogance does not is totally unsuitable for women, even more so than men. Tati Nosha Yehidan, there were these two women that were, I guess, overconfident. The Sagin Shmaya, look at the name, Sagin Shmaya, the names are names of animals. Chodeshma Ziburta, the very means a bee. And the Chodeshma Kakushta, and the other one is Chuldu, which means a weasel. Ziburta Ksibot says, where do you see that she was arrogant? Tishlach, she sent Vatikral Borok, and she summoned Borok. Now, Borok was the Navi as well. So she sent Borok. Uh, she sent a Barak. Barak was her husband. And she did not go to him. She summoned him. So now the question is, why is that arrogance? It was her husband at the end of the day. And she was the Nevi'ah. She was the Shaifat. So what exactly is it that is so um, arrogant on her part? Not exactly sure. And uh, so that's the story of her. And what do you find by Chuldu that is a sign of arrogance? Is the Gemara Kakushta Ksiba? What does it say about her? It says when the when Yeshio sent the message to her to find out about the Teichicha, whether it's it's an admonishment to him or not, she she said Imru Leish, tell that man who sent you below Omra. She didn't say Imru Lamela. Okay, he can understand his arrogance, but in the case of the Vayda, it's hard to understand. Um, and she 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 called for her husband Barak to come. So what? Barak was a general. And she was the Shaifet. So why didn't she have the right to call him? I'm not sure. Aramach says, Hulda, who was this Hulda? Her antecedents, and they born of Shaishua. So she actually is a descendant from Yeshua. Here it says in Pasik, Ben Charches. It says the son of Charches. And that was talking about actually not about her. Because she's not the son of Haches. He's talking about her husband. And because, uh, but because she's together with her husband, it seems that it also refers to her. Uksiv Hasam, and there's a Pasik there where it talks about, uh, when it talks about Yeshua, it says, um, She went to a place called Timnas Cheres. So the world is very similar. So maybe it's Exeter Shabbat that she comes from Yeshua. You say that she comes from Yeshua. We learned elsewhere, there were eight Nevi'im, and all of them were Kainim, and they were all descendants from Rochav Some say Rochav means she was a harlot, and some say she ran a hotel and she fed them. The Elohim, the following were the following were Kainim, that were also descendants from. Um, uh, what do you call it? From Rochav One is Neiria and his son Baruch. And one is Sarya and his son Machsaya. One is Yemia and this, the, he was the son of Chilkeir. And one was Hanamel, he was the son of Shalom. So these four people and their fathers um, 
were Kainim, and they're all descendants from Rachav Azayinu. So you're telling me he comes from Yeshua. It's clear they come from Rachav. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, Av Chulda Hanaviyah, sorry, and Chulda says, also, Mibnei Bonea, Sharachav Azayinu Ha'isa. The Chulda is actually descended from Rachav, not from Yeshua. Here it says in the Pasuk Ben Tikva, it says over here, again, the son of Tikva, we're talking about a husband, that's also refers to her. And there it says, as Tikva's Chutashani. And it says there that um, the tikva the, um, of, the, of the red rope, you know, she, he said to her that you should put out a red string from your window so we'll know who you are. We're going to spare you and anybody's inside the house. Amalei, so Nachma said to him, Nachma said to him, he said to this person who gave the first opinion, who said that they come from Yeshua, he said, others say he, he actually used a derogatory term. He says, pass your uchma, you are dirty, you are black, keli, mini umenach, for my um, saying. And you're saying, this time, shmaita, will get to the truth. I said, says that she comes from Rachwazayna, you say, comes Yeshua. The truth of the matter is, the Gaida, she was Megayev and Nospa Yeshua. Yeshua married. I mean, you think about it, amazing. Yeshua, who took over from Aisha Benu, married. Rachav Hazayin, who might have been a harlot, and she was a Giedis. Anything go wrong? She had all the default, all the defects, all the flaws. And Dafki Yeshua ended up marrying her. Tays already asked, "Now I marry anybody from the seven nations? How in the world did he marry uh, Rachav?" But Tays answered, "Even though she lived in Israel, she was not a member of the seven nations." Says the Gemara. So you're telling me that they all are descendants of Yeshua and Rachav? Umi havele zadel Yeshua shouldn't have any sons. But see, it says nun benoy Yeshua benoy. Says the Rayyamim that the, the, the end of the line was Yeshua. He didn't have any sons. And so the Gemara bonay lahavi was punished. Didn't have any sons. Benoson bonson havele. He did have. He did have daughters. Says the Gemara. It's a bishleima inu. We know that Yimio Hanamel. We know that for them a baruch and Saria, They were all neviim. We know that. Um, Baruch ben Nadia. We don't know what Nadia was. Yemia ben Chukio. We don't know the Chukio was. And Hanamel ben ben Doidi. We don't know about that. Or um, ben Shalom um, ben Shalom. Whether the Shalom was a Navi or Seiria. The ben Machsaya. We don't know Machsaya was a Navi. Says the Gemara Bishlam. In the Mifleshet said they were Navim. Elav Asayim and on Haino that their fathers were Navim. The rule of Kidula, Dabarula, Kamakum Shashmai Bishemavi Benavias, whenever there's a name of, of a person and it also traces his ancestry, his father. And we know that one of them is a Navi, we do Shinavi Ben Navi. We know that what that he is a Navi and his father also was. Shmai Vulay Shemavi, if it only says the Navi's name without the father's name, you do a Shahu Navi, Ulay Ben Navi, but the father was not a Navi. Shmai Vishemid, if it says his name and the name of the city where he comes from, the footage be you do a Shemai's ears. We know that he comes from that town. But if it says Shmai, there's a Navi, we have no idea where it comes from, which city, the Miyudua Shemishalayim. And generally speaking, they come from Yushalayim. And we'll just continue to my line. But a similar line. Whenever we have a name of somebody and the name of the father, the grandfather, then the rule is as follows. If one of them, the Titus says something very nice about complimentary. To Tzvanya, the son of Kush Gedalia, and we know Tzvanya the Tzadik, but you do Ashu Tzadik and Tzadik, and we know nothing about his father or his grandfather. We can automatically assume that they're all Tzadik. 
Or the Choshe Parla Kosov Echna Gnahi, the Taylor says something derogatory about one of them. Even though we know nothing about the father, grandfather, we can automatically assume they're also Vodashai. Kigoyim Ahiba Chaydashvi was a seven month Tishrei. He came and he killed Gedalia, and Gedalia was warned about him, but he was so uh, innocent, he couldn't believe that a Yid would kill him. So it said that Yishmol, the son of the son of the Shama, came in and he deliberately killed Gedalia. We know they were older Shayim. They were older Shayim. Okay, we'll stop here and continue tomorrow night in